This is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. What a week, right? I'm not sure when you're listening to this, but Hurricane Laura visited our city, Lake Charles, Louisiana, a couple of days ago. Well, actually yesterday. You might have watched some of the news coverage, wherever you are. I'm sure it was on somewhere of uh, the storm and uh, the aftermath today. A lot of video images coming from uh, Calcasieu Parish. You might be seeing images and videos of what Lake Charles looks like and what the city of Sulphur and Westlake look like now. We decided uh, to go to my sister's house a couple of hours away. We didn't have to be there for Laura. <laughs> we were able to make our way back into the city uh, yesterday following the storm. And the news coverage, if you've seen that news coverage, it does show some of the damage around here. I don't think any of the news reports can convey how much damage is here though. I know some of you were checking on us and uh, were curious how Kim and I are doing and the kids. We're perfectly all right. We're doing great really. Even though the house has damage, there's you know things missing that should be there and there's water where there shouldn't be water. Uh, the Kim, the kids and I are doing wonderfully really. I want to thank you for all of your messages and imagining lovingly for us. We love each and every one of you. 15 years ago, Hurricane Katrina, now I know you've heard of that one, Hurricane Katrina hit southeast Louisiana, uh, and I'm over in southwest Louisiana. Well, a couple of weeks after Katrina, Hurricane Rita hit us over here in Lake Charles, pretty much uh, on the same track that Laura did this week. I was thinking back to those days earlier today. Back then, I was a TV and radio reporter, and I was all about telling listeners and viewers just how bad things were. I thrived on it. I, I loved delivering the worst case scenarios to people. And I personally was full of anxiety over Hurricane Rita, and I relayed that anxiety in the broadcast at the TV station and at the radio station. And I wondered, like most people back then, why such a tragedy could happen. Why did this have to happen to us? I dwelled on the tragedy of it all. I noticed how different things are this time around. There's no anxiety, not within us, uh, no questions of why this had to happen, no wondering what God wants to teach me, not a, not a bit of concern over our future. I can't look to anything outside of me. I am the one cause, the only cause of the phenomena of my life. I'm not going to spend my days and nights wondering why did I imagine something like this? Oh my God, I'm doing this wrong. What am I doing? There is only God. I am. Our I am is one I am. So I don't need to spend time wallowing in self-pity or pitying others who have suffered much worse damage from this storm than we did. My purpose is to know imagination. That's our purpose. Knowing this, I see every circumstance as a part of a beautiful bridge of incidents carrying me to the fulfillment of my desires. 
and I do what I always do. I imagine lovingly for others. No pity, no self-pity, no sympathy. Empathy, yes. I put myself in other shoes and I lift them up in imagination. And it's been, really, it's been a wonderful experience this week. I know, uh, you know, when you're in, involved in something that seems so awful and then somebody tells you things like this that hasn't been in, in, involved in it or hasn't experienced, you think, what the hell do you know? How cocky and arrogant and insensitive of you to talk like that. But I've been in it and I'm experiencing it and I can't blame any other. I can't point to the laws of nature. I can't point to uh, meteorology <laughs> as the cause of it or the atmosphere or the climate. Climate change isn't the, the cause of this hurricane. On our way out of Lake Charles before the storm, I pulled up YouTube on my phone to find some videos to watch or to listen to on the trip. And you know how YouTube suggests videos based on your likes. I don't have to explain that to you. I don't know why I'm doing that. Anyway, YouTube suggested a lecture of Neville's called Freedom. I'll tell you, before I get to that, I know you can hear the kids in the other room. Uh, I'm at my niece's house. We were at my sister's house for a couple of days for the storm. And since uh, there are, are no communications uh, in, in Lake Charles, no water whatsoever, uh, no electricity, our house is uninhabitable as of right now. Uh, so we're spending some time uh, tonight at my niece's house in a city about an hour away. And it's been a great great few days with my sister uh, or at my sister's house. She wasn't there. They're actually in Florida. Her whole family of nine kids are in Florida having a great time on the beach. But she said we could use her house. And so all of us, uh, six of us in my family and then my parents went as well. We got to spend a few nights together at, at my sister's house. So thank you, my dear, sweet little sister, Elisa, for letting us have use of your house. So anyway, now we're at my niece's house in another city, and we'll be going back to Lake Charles tomorrow to start uh, cutting down limbs and probably pulling up carpet that's soaking wet and deciding uh, what to do with the walls. I said all that to tell you that uh, you're going to hear some noises probably, some kids hollering and maybe some laughter. Uh, there's been a lot of alcohol flowing tonight. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Not with the kids, with the adults, but it may get a little noisy. Uh, in this uh, improvised studio that I'm in today. So anyway, back to what I was telling you. YouTube suggested uh, the Freedom Lecture, or the lecture entitled Freedom. It is a wonderful lecture. I think, uh, of course, I think they all are. All of Neville's lectures are great. But this one was perfect for the moment. And if you haven't read it, uh, you should. You should look it up and read it. It's not in his own voice on YouTube. Uh, there are other people reading it in, on different channels, which is great, but I suggest taking the time to just read the lecture as well. In this lecture, he says, There is only one God, one cause of all life. He is not only above all and through all, He is in all. The universally diffused individuality is in each one of us in His fullness. Dwelling in each individual bodily, the father sleeps until the storm is over. Then he awakens and rebukes the storm that he created during his sleep. And there is a great calm. 
If you will accept this as your philosophy of life and not turn to the left or the right, but claim you are solely responsible for the phenomena of your life, you will find it much easier to live. But if, at times, life seems too hard to bear and you find a secondary cause, you have created a devil. Devils and Satans are formed from man's unwillingness to assume the responsibility of his life. Satan isn't trying to get us with the storms of life, and God, up there somewhere, isn't testing us or chastising us for our sins. I cannot look to some power or some evil force outside of me for the circumstances of my life. I can't even blame nature. So what am I going to do about it? I'm going to keep doing what I have been doing. I continue to move in imagination for myself and others. So let me ask you this. What are you imagining right now? Are you imagining that you're broke or broken? That your life is worthless? That you're incurable? That you're unlovable? I know how easy it is to lean into secondary causes, to put the blame or credit on something other than myself. In Freedom, Neville says, when asked, what is the greatest of all commandments? God answered, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Accept this commandment, live by it, and you will be free from all secondary causes. There is only one God. He is the Father of us all, who is above all, through all, and in all. He is a universally diffused individuality whose name forever and ever is, I am. You may not be aware of who you are, what you are, or where you are, but by being aware, you are mentally saying, I am. Every conscious being says, I am. And if there is only one I am, then I am one individual diffused. I am the sole cause of all that is. All things were made through imagining. And without awareness was not anything made that was made. So why fill up your days with self-pity or pity for others? Instead, take every opportunity to imagine fantastic things for yourself and others. Self-pity and blame is so comfortable, right? It feels so good to slip back into that. Until you get to the point Neville is talking about in that quote, I am. My I amness is the God spoken of in the Bible, realizing and knowing that whatever you are imagining, who and what you are aware of being is what you are experiencing. Knowing you are the one cause is extremely liberating. If you have a desire, a goal in life, it already exists. You couldn't have a desire for something that doesn't exist. You couldn't be aware of poverty or wealth if it didn't already exist. If you're aware of it, it exists. Now, there's a movement from just being aware that it's out there to being aware of being that state. Knowing what you want, how would you feel right now if you were already that person or had that thing you want? How would that feel? How would that feel knowing how successful you've been looking back over the last months or years and already being that successful business person, or maybe you don't want to work. 
how would that feel looking back and enjoying, savoring your life as this person that doesn't have to work or work very uh, much at all and make so much more than they ever thought possible? How does that feel? This isn't difficult at all. For me, just the act of trying to formulate a scene made it a struggle for me. But after months and months, years now, of in noticing what I am imagining and what I am experiencing in my physical world, I see how easy it is. It is simple and it is easy. I couldn't have come to that realization though if I hadn't decided to intentionally move in imagination daily, getting to know my true self. So what are you waiting for? Stop focusing on how awful your life is and start to change it by the only power that can change it, your imagination. Notice what you're thinking and feeling throughout the day. Are you imagining something about yourself or others that you don't like? Well, stop that shit. Stop as soon as you notice. Change it. Imagine what you would prefer and let the reality saturate your being. Now, I know you heard the kids hollering in the background and the other voices and maybe the cocktail glasses clinking together. Is it really, we really are having a fun week this week. Right now, I think they're waiting on me to play some game. I know they were talking about charades or Uno or maybe Taboo. I'm not sure. I can tell you this, though. I'm about to make a yummy blueberry lemonade cocktail with vodka, blueberry lemonade, and seltzer water. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so good. How do I know it's going to be good? Because I've already had two of them tonight. You hear the noise? There's no respect for feeling twisty. <laughs> I love you. I'm really happy you're here. And thank you for all your well wishes. But don't feel sorry for any of us here in Lake Charles. Imagine lovingly for us. Because as you do, you're imagining, imagining lovingly for yourself. I love you. I said that already, but I want to tell you again how much I love you. Yeah, you. This is Feeling Twisty.